with Aaron Cowell. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Thursday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal, it is draft day. The day a lot of these guys have been looking forward to their entire lives. Fans, this is an eternal day of optimism. Unless you're about eight different franchises, a fan of eight different franchises that always screw it up. Looking at you, Raider fan, Jet fan. Although the Jets were pretty good last year. You know, there's just those, those handful or so of teams that you can always count on making the wrong pick, and you hope that you're right behind them. That way you get the right one. Have a question on the text line since it's draft day. I'm letting everybody listening, Jared, you, me, we're the GM and the decision maker of the Carolina Panthers. Who do you take tonight? with the number one overall pick. We'll talk about that uh, at toward the end of the show. Give everybody a chance to weigh in. 225-9698 is the text line. It's Vontae Mack no matter what, right? Well, I mean, obviously. <laughs> We've already got that answer in from uh, Dakota. Who do you take if you are Carolina? Who do you take with the number one overall pick? Texas, 225-9698. And if you want to give us your top five, we're going to, at the end of the last segment, Give me what your your mock draft, your mock top five is. You can run trades through there if you want to. Uh, everybody can do that as well. Give me your your top five of your own mock draft. Who's going number one? We'll talk about that as well. Who would you take if you were number one? The draft always gets weird, right? We Either with just a ridiculous pick or a trade. Where's that going to happen? where everybody's mock draft just gets blown up. At what pick? Who's going to do that? I have a I have an odds question, Jared. Is there a better chance that the trades work out and the picks work to where all – I've seen a couple of mock drafts like this, why I ask. All four of the top quarterbacks go one through four. Is there a better chance of that happening tonight? Or a better chance that two running backs – get drafted in the first round. What will the Dallas Cowboys do? And then give me something off the wall. Off the wall tonight. A prediction that is just like crazy. That might happen. Got some spring sports updates, uh, slow pitch and baseball schedules, some changes due to the weather. Of course, we'll be uh, on the air today, 1 o'clock from Ackley Park with Big Elk Baseball. I'll tell you all about that. And then the NBA fi- uh, the NBA playoffs craziness abounds in the NBA playoffs. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That is 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text, see if everybody can continue to quote draft day (laughs) because that's what we're getting. That's great. I love it. 225-9698. If you're going to be outside that listening area, stay in touch with the show. Log on to kadsam.com. Download the app. The app's got it all. It's got radio. 
It's got the Penny News. Brand new edition of the Penny News is out there right now at your favorite local newsstand. Go pick up a free copy of that Penny News. Big Elk TV on the air today, 1 o'clock. Probably a short little pregame, what, maybe 10 minutes before or so uh, for the Elks and and, uh, Dixon on the baseball field here at Charlie Joy Field inside Ackley Park. We'll have that live on Big Elk TV today. And then, of course, the Skinny on Sports podcast. If you missed the show entirely, you can go back and find each and every edition wherever podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, it's there. I can promise you. Jared, I ask you again today, as I did yesterday, did you eat pancakes for breakfast? <laughs> no, but uh, when we wake up our kids, we give them the option, do you want to eat breakfast at school or eat it at home? It usually means if you eat at home, you need to get up immediately so we can feed you. And James, she knew exactly what they're having for breakfast. It wasn't pancakes, but it was waffles. Even but, better. But I thought, <clears throat> oh man, if that was pancakes, it would have been perfect. I would have... I would have just laughed for no reason. It kind of stinks that the one of the most quotable lines of draft day we can't say on the air. Oh, I know. <laughs> what was his name? Tom. Tom. Yeah. Sonny Weaver and Sonny Weaver Jr. and he Tom. Read, yeah, Sonny read him like a book. He knew exactly what he was thinking. Knew his ego would steer him to make those decisions because he was so afraid what the fan base would think. The about fans him. were at the gates with yep. their pitchforks yep. when it was time. You know, make you know Sonny never looked at the blogs, the fan blogs. He already knew what Tom <laughs> was thinking. Yeah. Tom thought he was sly at first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good movie. It was. It good was, movie. It was, it, good flick. No matter how unrealistic it was for all that to go down, who cares? It was great. It was cool because not often does the NFL – lend out their brand right you know there's been plenty of pro football movies but they're like fake team like the replacements remember that movie yeah. with keanu reeves fun movie gene hackman was the coach keanu reeves what was his name something falcon or something like that shane falco shane falco thank you yes but it was some weird you know yeah like the what was the movie with jamie fox uh, and any given sunday yeah, there, there wasn't you know it was yeah, the Los Angeles sharks or something yeah but they people still say that is the most realistic percept or a, a version or or take on pro football you mean the one with uh damon wayans back in the day what was that one called I don't, I don't with know. billy cole Can't wasn't recall. that the, the guy that just shot somebody on the field i don't think that was realistic but i can't well, i don't uh, remember that the one boy scout Oh, the, the Boy Scout. The last Boy Scout or something like that? I remember that, that one? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't, Don't think that was that wasn't realistic. realistic. <laughs> Don't think so. But draft day was cool because you you knew, you know, even oh, Roger was in it. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, the ESPN guys and the NFL Network guys. And so it's amazing how those guys can really act. I really believed them, too. When they were shocked, a trade was made. Whoa. Who's on the clock? Whoa. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. It was now, fun. I wonder if it'll, yeah, it won't be that fun tonight, but Who there, knows? there might be some drama. There might be. I think there will be. I think there's, there's still a lot enough of questions. things up in the air. I mean, we don't, I mean, because we're asking this question, just tells everybody, tells me that there is no surefire guy going at number one right i think there is you think there is yeah i think number one without a doubt without a doubt you know did you see the story this week 
where the betting odds for Will Levis plummeted because of some Reddit post that was apparently from him to his to a family member saying that he the Carolina Panthers had told him he was going to be the number one pick. Did you see this? Could his make- odds his odds went from like four thousand to one to four hundred to one, like in the blink of an eye. Because of some Reddit post that was supposedly so supposedly him him telling his family, "Hey, Bullcorn. I just heard from the Carolina Panthers. I'm going number one Bullcorn. overall." Bullcorn. You know, recently though, and we might see this between now and the 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 first pick. You know, a lot of time recently here, that first pick was already you already knew it because the contract negotiations have already started. Yeah, and that kind of thing. At least there's suspenses unless it's just broken. But at least there is some suspense right now as to whether or not Carolina will take Bryce Young or not. You know what I always found funny is the number one pick. And they'll go, okay, welcome to the NBA – or excuse me, NFL draft. Having a good time tonight. We got start. You know, they do the whole intro thing, you know. And, and then they'll go, and the Carolina Panthers are on the clock. Well, they've been on the clock since they knew they had the number one pick way months ago, right? So why would that clock even run? Because I think the, they have to do their due diligence, hoping against hope that that phone rings and somebody just blows their socks off with a deal with the with the trade off with the, yes. with an offer. So you think they sit on it waiting for that phone to ring? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, Drew's right. Now that the that the rookie scale is kind of set, you don't <clears throat> you don't hear as you don't you don't hear for sure who that's going to be. You know, I think that right. when you think back to like Baker getting picked number one, uh huh. That I, I think that one was still up in the air. People thought maybe, but I, it wasn't I, a yeah. sure thing. No, I I didn't think that was a um, a sure thing. No, heard rumblings. You know, and you know then, Trevor Lawrence was a different story. Everybody and their dog knew that it was going to be him. Yeah, as the number one overall pick. I think last year, as the you know, starting a couple of days before the draft, and then by by the time we got to draft day, you know, Trayvon Walker kind of came out of nowhere as far as the number one overall pick. But you had a pretty big, pretty pretty decent idea that it was him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Drew said, Bradford was in contract negotiations a week before the draft even started. Yeah, everybody knew that's who it was going to be right. when Sammy B came out. So there is still some suspense. Also some suspense. We'll get to the draft. That's all we're going to talk about, basically, after this first segment. So spring sports playoffs. Slow pitch regionals. Small school baseball regionals. We've got some by-district and district baseball games in the in the bigger classes. Obviously, with what happened with the weather, you could and could expect some changes to schedules, and that's exactly what has happened, at least for a few places. I'm sure there's more. If you know them, tell us. That way we can get it out there. The one place where nothing has changed is right here in Elk City uh, with the baseball. The by district against Dixon, 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock are the start times. Big Elk TV will be there. Live video streaming. Shout out to the Williamson family at Gas helping that happen, and all the other sponsors, but they were a big one to, to get that off the ground. Uh, so Elk City Baseball versus Dixon, 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock. This afternoon, winner will go to regionals. If it's the Elks, they will host that regional here again next week. 
Canute baseball. Uh, texted with uh, Coach Varnell earlier. To get that, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's been moved back to 2 o'clock. So the first game, I think originally scheduled for 11, back to 2. The games will be 2, 4, 6, and 8 uh, over there at that regional at Canute. So 2 o'clock start for the baseball. The softball, it's going to be here because, you know, the baseball probably would be here if Elk City wasn't playing. Mm. But because there's no softball being played, Canute times are exactly the same. Teams, the schedule, it's all the same except for the location. It'll be here on the turf. Uh, at the fiveplex at Elk City, so Canute's uh, regional, that slow pitch regional, will be played right here at Elk City. Leedy's hosting a slow pitch regional. Those start times have been pushed back to three o'clock, and then also Hammond has a slow pitch regional. Those start times, at least for right now, are pushed back to two o'clock. So some changes to the schedule uh, with the slow pitch and the small school baseballs. Any of those things? I mean, we'll 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 get it out there if you know of more. Uh, just text us, 225-9698, and we will get that information out there. Jared, on a scale of 1 to 10, how surprised are you that after five games, the team that won the most regular season games in the NBA and was the one seed, had the home court advantage throughout the playoffs, the Milwaukee Bucks are out? Scale of 1 to 10, uh, 10 being the most surprised. Um I would go around a 7.5 because of kind of what I said yesterday. The parity was a little bit more uh, in play this year. Yes, they won the most games, but they were good. I mean, let's not kid ourselves, but there was, a you know, and then Miami, they just kind of, you know, floated around, but we knew they, they could be good this year. We had a, a – uh, in preseason, we kind of felt like they could be one of the contenders in the East. I did we not? Jim picked them to go to the finals, right? So maybe that's why I'm not as shocked. But I am. Uh, I up it to about seven point five because of how many games it took. You know, if the eight was going to be to one, you'd think that happened in like <clears throat> in a game seven. Yeah, like a shocking. Yeah. yeah, but the way they just kind of you know they handled a, a one seed like a one seed should be handling an eight seed. But um, yeah, I, and then you got your superstar Giannis on that team so about 7.5 how about you he missed a couple of games Giannis did which didn't help but you got to give it up to have you seen this yet Hemi Butler no <laughs> it's not Jimmy because he is him oh that's funny Hemi Butler that's his uh pronouns 56 <laughs> two nine two uh in game four and then last night 42 uh, he passes Dwayne Wade with his eighth 40-point postseason game with the Miami Heat. The Heat trailed by 16 going into the fourth quarter, outscored the Bucks 32-16 to to get it into overtime. Jimmy Butler hit that um, fall-away alley-oop shot to, to force overtime. That 16-point win or, or comeback, it's the largest fourth-quarter comeback in a series-clinching win in NBA history, which is pretty amazing. Uh, I'm 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 floored. A, a big part of it is because it just didn't seem like Miami had it together this year. But man, then you get in the playoffs. Butler is just a different dude, man. You think right. uh, there, there was actually conversations about you know going into the playoffs when they were in the play-in tournament. You know how big a deal it is going to be pay, paying him in two years like fifty-six million bucks at thirty-six years old or whatever. And how his play just hadn't been that good. 
and then the brightest lights shine, and here comes Jimmy Butler, and he's just amazing the way he can. He's just one of those guys that can just turn it up and turn it on when it has to happen. Well, I mean, I kind of this is kind of how I assess Golden State throughout this season is that they're just kind of coasting and they're going to turn on the playoffs, and it appears that they've kind of done that. I, you know, I was a little worried there when they went down 0-2, but they've turned around. They've taken a series lead. Maybe the same thing can be said about Miami. Maybe they're just kind of, eh, well, okay, let's just get the playoffs and let's just, you know, we talk about load management. I don't know if there's a lot of that going on. It happens everywhere. But part of that, I mean, kind of like a mental load management where they're just kind of, you know, 75% mental, just kind of going through the motions throughout the season, gets wins when you need to get them to put yourself in a position to get into the postseason, and then they really turn it on. Maybe that's what Jimmy Butler's doing. Yeah, and you always kind of wondered with Miami – you know they were in the finals a couple of years ago, but it was the it was the um, oh what's it called the bubble finals the bubble. You know, so was that the bubble or was that you know them them being great? This 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 series they were great. Also the Knicks. How about the Knicks? You realize that's just their second playoff series win since two thousand and one. Very, uh, I think I've known that. Yeah. First since yeah. 2013, just the second since 2001. They handled Cleveland. I think, boy, if you're a Cleveland fan, you know you know a guy that everybody loved the last year and a half, but want, now seeing him in the playoffs, I would be a little concerned about Evan Mobley. Charmin mm. soft, bro. The Knicks just bullied Cleveland. They were just tougher. And so now you got Knicks heat. That used to, you know, that used to be one of those in the '90s where the scores would be about seventy-eight to seventy-five. Remember the the classic video of a fight breaking out and Van Gundy nipping at somebody's heels, you know, like a little puppy dog. <laughs> so a flashback series there with number eight and number four. So now the Knicks have, have the the Garden. They've got home court advantage in that series. Shockingly enough, nobody nobody really saw that coming. Man, Knicks basketball. In the garden, second oh, round. I mean, that city has been waiting for Knicks basketball to be good for a very long time. No a doubt. Very long. Like back to the Ewing days. It'll very have, long time. It'll have, as they say in New York, the garden will have some juice to it. <laughs> yeah. When they get those second round games, the, the yeah. Eastern Conference semis. It's gonna be it's gonna be, you know, listen, face let's face it, you know, like them or not, the NBA is better when the Lakers are good and the Knicks are good. And when the Knicks are, you know, making deep playoff runs, you're going to see everybody that's everybody that's somebody courtside. And, you know, Spike Lee's going to look around and go, where you guys you been? Where have you guys mm-hmm. been all season long? Spike was in the house last night <laughs> giving it to the Cleveland fans. I'm sure he was. Um, so that, that's good stuff. And then speaking of love him or hate him, I know everybody hates this dude, but dang, was Draymond Green awesome last night off the bench for the Golden State Warriors. Third straight win in the series for Golden State. Draymond with 21, seven assists, four steals, blocked a shot, grabbed four rebounds. Just felt like, he, and, you know, after that suspension, he voluntarily told Steve, uh, Steve Kerr, after watching the team play in game three, he said, listen, put me, let me come off the bench. Those guys played great with that starting lineup without me in it in game three. Let me come off the bench. I don't want to mess with that chemistry that they had. It goes against everything we think about Draymond Green. Well, maybe he had but a as wake-up call. But, but he is know. a huge, selfless dude. 
95% of the time on the floor. He's he's willing to do the dirty work. He's not some prima donna that needs the ball all the time. He'll do whatever it takes to win. There's just that 5% of the time when he loses his mind and becomes selfish. But for the most part, that guy, his game gets a bad rap because of his antics, if that makes sense. Last night he was awesome. And a huge part of why Golden State now leads 3-2 going back home. Golden State has an NBA record streak going. Do you know what it is? And it was extended last night. Oh, I could only imagine. What is it? That is the 28th straight series in which the Golden State Warriors have won a road game. Which is crazy considering their road woes. That was only their 12th win of the season on the road. Isn't that crazy? 12-32 and now, including the playoffs, but they get the one they had to have. They were going to have to win in Sacramento to win the series. And they got it last night. Um, You had De'Aaron Fox playing. Man, he got off to a really good start. I don't know if maybe whatever they shot that finger up wore off, but the shooting, he made his first three threes, missed his last seven, ends up only nine of 25 for 24 points. Um, It it feels like the champs crushed David last night. Goliath crushed David. Right. Is what it felt like to me. It's cute. The worst part of this whole series was um, Sabonis overreacting to the stomp on his chest, and maybe that was the turning point. Could be. Uh, So you've got what's left. Sacramento Golden State still going. Uh, the Lakers lost last night in Memphis, so right. that goes back to L.A. Speaking of love or hate, I mean, John Morant was good last night, too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so it's back to L.A. for game six with the Lakers' chance to move on. Then tonight, Atlanta, after that Trey Young shot the other night, they're back at home trying to force a game seven against Boston. Uh, that one will be the only show in town on the NBA hardwood tonight. Also, a couple of updates. Uh, Weatherford's by district tomorrow. Those times have been moved to 320 and 530. And then also Hollis Baseball over in Tushka, they've been moved back to a 2.30 start. I think that's an hour back from what it was originally scheduled at 1.30. So uh, Hollis Baseball is back an hour uh, there in Tushka. If you know of any more of those, just fire them at us. We'll continue to repeat them. Yeah. If, you, if you didn't know, Canute Baseball pushed back to two. Leedy Softball pushed back to three. Hammond Softball pushed back to two. Canute Softball will be here in Elk City on the turf. Same scheduled times, just a different place. Hey, do you have a senior going to graduate here in a couple of weeks? 96.5 KECO is hosting the 2023 Senior Photo Showcase for the area's high school seniors. Here's how you do it. Just submit their best senior photo to the online photo gallery at KECOFM.com. That's all you have to do. You can uh, showcase your senior photo, your your seniors' photos. Friends and family then can go vote for their favorite photo, and guess what? The winner is whoever receives the most votes, and that winner will receive a dinner at Simon's Catch. We're talking ribeye, we're talking brownie pie, we're talking whatever. Or if you'd rather have the catfish, feel free for that too. Or, you know, I've seen some of these pictures. If you're my niece, you can give that dinner to your favorite uncle. Wait, that's also a consideration. <laughs> I may have voted more than once. <laughs> ah, well, it's anonymous, Jared. Nobody knows. I think everybody knows now. <laughs> that's the KECO 2023 Senior Showcase. Also coming up Friday night out at the Elk City Motorsports Park, another 
night of great race. Super fast and exciting dirt dog sprint cars in the Sooner Limited Modified Series. Going at it at Elk City Motorsports Park. Factory stock plus the Enduros versus the Tuners special event. Battling it out on a 3 8 mile semi-banked dirt track that's built for speed. Located one mile south of Hutch's west side on Merritt Road and a quarter mile back to the west. There will be concessions. It's fun for the whole family. Come on and get sideways. Saturday night, gates open at 5. Races start at 7. Find out more on the Elk City Motorsports Park Facebook page. Don't miss the races this Saturday night presented by KE. C-O. Okay, Jared. Draft night. It is draft night. As I said at the first of the show, (laughs) Billy. (laughs) Billy has senior moments. Can he send in a photo? Sure, and he'll just forget about it. (laughs) Yeah, you forget your one and won't go out to Simon's, (laughs) Billy. It's not doing anybody any good. If you are the Carolina Panthers, you have the number one overall pick. First off, who do you think's going one? Um, well, I think it is going to be Bryce Young, but I don't think like I've like we've said in the past, it's not a hundred percent slam dunk. There could be some shakeup. I mean, we got a long day ahead of us, so there could be some talks in the works, and you know. But I, I think Carolina um, goes with Bryce Young. Next year's going to be boring because we know who's going to be the number one pick. Yeah, that's uh, that's a topic I want to talk about <laughs> okay. here when it gets weird. But uh, I think he is going to go number one. I wouldn't. If it was me and I'm Carolina. I'm with you. I'd take C.J. Stroud. I'm absolutely with you. The size, the size concerns me. I just I cannot get out of it. And I've said this numerous times when we've talked about this topic. I cannot get out of my head. And, and I get it. Bryce Young played in the SEC, and he was phenomenal. And you know, he's, the, the size thing is what it is. But, you know, you always see, like, right here at the end, for some reason, and, and I think it's because a team wants C.J. Stroud, so they float something out there, like like about the, the cognitive ability test that apparently he wasn't very good at, didn't wake up for the Manning Passing Academy, whatever. You start seeing these negative things about some of these guys. I think a lot of times it's a team that really likes him putting it out there to hope he falls to him. I can see that. And it always – does it not always seem like the guy that falls outside of Brady Quinn, the guy that falls normally ends up very good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's something. I couldn't – you have to be so – I couldn't be a guy like this on a day like today or even leading up to it because I, I admittedly am – when it comes to what people think about me, I am weak. I'm a, I am not mentally strong. you know. And they hear everything said about them. He's good. He's good here, but he's the bad here. He's a good test taker, but he doesn't do this right. He, you know, just breaking a guy down and then putting it back together to try to make. I mean, I couldn't handle it. So, could you imagine? Could you imagine just? You just have to not care and know what you're all about. He showed up out of shape. He can't run very fast. He, I mean. Just all that, all those little things. We thought he'd weigh this, but he was a little. He was this. I think what gets you by is the fact that you know you're about to be a multi-millionaire. That's true. That's true. I would take C.J. Stroud almost solely based on the Georgia game. <laughs> I mean, just the, to watch him pick that defense apart was awesome. He mm-hmm. was just awesome that night. It, it feels like he can he, – he just, he just that night felt like the number one overall pick. 
yeah, you know, and on that note, I mean, in that in a loss, mind you, but he did really cool things. You know, the Bryce Young game that I really watched was when everybody watched was Tennessee. And there were times where I thought Tennessee was just going to run away with it. And Bryce Young kept him there, you know, kept gave him a chance yep. to win. And, no, he and, did it. I think his year last year, in a lot of ways for me, for Bryce Young, was more impressive than the year before, winning the Heisman and getting to the finals. Because it felt like last year he didn't have the same amount of weapons around him. It was more on his shoulders and him doing things. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Uh, last year than it was the year before with the team that made it all the way to the national title game. Uh-oh. You've given your secrets out, Jared. What's that? Somebody's somebody's called. somebody's using your uh I'm not sure what the word of that is. I'm gonna use it against you in summer softball. Maybe pick on you in particular oh, and get you fine. riled up. I'm not batting. <laughs> I'm not maybe it make, maybe it I'm makes you fielding. It makes you make somebody go to second that shouldn't. <laughs> I'll show them yeah, and get somebody thrown out well, about ten feet. Maybe I should just sit on the bench. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's already working. It's already working. All right, where is the draft going to go haywire? Uh, after the first trade, whenever that makes, whenever that happens. But it could happen. I mean, I think we've seen a lot of scenarios where it'll, it'll happen in the top ten somewhere, right? So that will shake up a lot because if somebody's going to move up, take a guy that's on everybody's, you know, best board you know mm-hmm. and, and they go and they take that guy then you're going to see a lot of scrambling i think but Tons. i don't know when that'll happen i mean when do we think a trade could happen uh, everybody's mock draft is targeting that arizona pick at three both uh kuiper and mcshay had tennessee moving up from 11 to three in order to take cj stroud because they don't believe houston's taking a quarterback I don't believe Houston's taking a quarterback either. You know what I think Houston's about to do? Something that I I don't know that we've actually seen tried in the NFL. I think they're literally going to try to tank. Really? I do. I think Houston is going to try to tank for Caleb Williams and therefore not take a quarterback at two. I don't think they're going to trade out of it, though. I think the first curveball comes with the number two pick. And it's a name that if you'd have said this 10 months ago before the the college football season started, everybody would have went, who? And he played right here in the Big 12. I think they're going to take Tyree Wilson of Tech. Tech. I do. I I think this is a little bit of a Javon Walker slash um, last year versus Aiden Hutchinson the more promise over the guaranteed guy that makes sense and so i think i I think tyree wilson has a little bit more flash than than will anderson a little bit more athletic longer and that kind of thing i was safe pick potential i think i think it's not going to make you better immediately but it's not going to make you any worse and it's easy yeah i mean houston's not good right now they're not that's right and this isn't going to make them better but it's a good insurance pick i don't know just not a quarterback no that might be able to make you better. And that way, I, I think they're really I, – I truly think they're going to try to tank this season. Well, in this and, mock and draft, Caleb, um, does Williams. Will Anderson fall in that mode? mold? Yeah, I, I just think they I, – I think Houston prefers Wilson because of the 
a little higher ceiling. I think his floor is way lower. Lower. Well, Anderson's going to be a good player. I think everyone knows that. I just don't know how high end he's going to be. Well, what if you're going to if you're Houston and you are truly wanting the number one pick next year? Why, why not just trade down, build equity? That's true. You could, but you then could you probably might. Could probably still, you could probably still land Wilson. It depends on where you go. If you get down to eleven, you're not going to no. more than likely. But I just think that's I think that's who they're going to take. And then trade at three is very, very possible if somebody loves Stroud. So who who would you think goes to three? I We've mean, seen Tennessee. Who needs seen that? Arizona or uh, Atlanta? I think at that point, you know, early on, you kind of saw Indy trying to get to two, but. If it goes that way, there's no sense. That I don't. I, I think they'll be okay. You know, worst case scenario, if they want Levis, somebody trades ahead of him to get him. You're left with Stroud. I think that's a good kind of backup plan mm-hmm. at quarterback, and it would probably get the better player. But three is you know Arizona can do a lot of things. Yeah, bolster defense. They clearly don't need a quarterback. They paid theirs two hundred million dollars. And so that I think that that pick could hinge a lot of things right there. If they go ahead and take Anderson, then a lot of these mock drafts might be kind of safe to look pretty decent. If something off the wall happens, then it gets destroyed. Drew brought up an interesting question on the text line. If you're Carolina and you're convinced you're going to go quarterback – why not just trade for Lamar? Is Lamar Jackson better than the potential of any of these guys in this draft? How old is he? What is he, 27? Mm. I mean, he is a former MVP. That's a great 26. question. 26. That's a great question. I don't I'm with the code on the text line. I don't think I'd pull the trigger on that one. What would you do? Seems like a lot. To give up a one. The number one get, overall pick, to yeah. Get Lamar and Seems like a lot and then have to pay him. Got to pay him. But at the same time, I understand Drew's point because I don't know that Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, any of these guys are ever going to be as good as Lamar is right now. I will never know until we actually see it. There's no way of knowing. So from that standpoint, you would entertain that idea. You're already getting a better player than you can draft. That makes sense if you think about it that way. All right, here's the question. With with, With the possibility of Houston trading out, possibility of Arizona trading out Indy's there and gonna take a quarterback is there a better chance that the trades work around here tonight and the top four quarterbacks go one through four or is there a better chance that two running backs get drafted in the first round I will say the first I'll say the the top quarterbacks get taken one through four 
Because outside of B. John Robinson, I can't think of the second best running back right now. Jamar Gibbs, Alabama. Alabama. I, hard for me to see two running backs being taken in the first round. I'm just, I'm just very. I mean, I'm standing put on my assessment of running backs in first round. It doesn't. It hasn't worked out as of late in the last decade or so. So I. Hard for me to see somebody or two running backs going in the first round. See one. I'm going to go with the running back one, and here's why. If the quarterback crop this year and next year was a little bit different, here, here's why I don't think all four quarterbacks are going to go first. I think some of these teams that need one are content with maybe not being very good again trying to get those others for next year with Williams or Drake May from North Carolina. And I think that keeps people from making the move, two teams at least, from making the move to get there. I think we might see one of the, either Houston or Arizona trade out. Somebody come up to get one of the – to make it three out of uh, out of four. But I just don't think we're going to see four out of four because of what's on the horizon next year. And the overall thought about what this quarterback draft class really is. So therefore, almost by default, I'm going to go with the second one with two running backs. You start to see Gibbs kind of creep up there in the bottom. This one has him going to Cincinnati, which makes sense. P. Ryan's gone. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to uh, re-sign Mixon for the money that he's going to want. So that's kind of a plug-and-play type guy right there. I think there's always a chance that Philly, if they don't take Bijan at 10, could be a spot there at 30 with their with their pick that they maybe try to solidify that uh, with Jamar Gibbs. A lot of people think he's better suited for the NFL with his skill set, even though he's not you know, as highly rated. So I'm going to go that way just because – and it's more of a reflection on the quarterbacks than, oh, man, both those running backs are, are good, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Who are the Cowboys going to take? Where are they looking? What are they going to do? Well, if he's there, they're taking Robinson. I don't think he'll be there. I've thought more and more about it. I think he'll go higher than 26. These two mocks, you're looking at the same ones, and, and I like this, is a tight end. I just I don't know who. But a tight end would be um, a nice get, a nice playmaker tight end that can, you know, and there's, a, there's about two or three of them in this draft that can do, you know, do it all. You know, run, pass block, run block, catch. So I would be okay with either whoever they get but i think tight end i'm just giving you a broad answer here what do you think i i think if one of those guys is there i think there's two guys drew put the he texts me i think i think there's two guys that are absolute guarantee slam dunk the cowboys will waste 10 seconds getting the card in if they're there Bijan and jackson smith and jigba a lot of the dallas guys if you read their you know the the that are closer to it mm-hmm. they both believe that those are two guys that Dallas would dearly love to fall to them. If it's not, then yeah, I think you start looking at tight ends. Uh, Kincaid and uh, Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. If both of those guys are gone, do you look at a receiver? This has Jordan Addison, the pick before going to the Giants. You know, Zay Flowers is a guy that's been around in that area. Or do you start looking somewhere else, bolster the offensive line? Edge rusher, you can never have too many of those. Or, you know, trade down and get more get more picks. 
I brought this name up uh, to, to Drew last night. What about Darnell Washington, speaking of tight ends? If those top two, everybody's top two aren't there, what about the massive tight end out of Georgia, Darnell Washington? It's like 6'7", 260. Seems to be able to do everything. I, I'm kind of surprised. There, there's got to be a knock on him or he, he you know, would be a little bit higher. One name I'm seeing is Luke Musgrave from Oregon State. Yeah, I saw that one too. Uh, that does not excite me. Yeah, it doesn't really do anything for me either. If I'd I'm picking a Washington. tight end from – and schools play um, schools matter conferences matter if i'm picking a tight end if i have my choice between a tight end from the sec or from the pac-12 from georgia or from oregon state uh i might be leaning a little bit the bulldogs way yeah you just wish it was the one coming out next year with brock bowers yeah i have a feeling that we're going to talk about all these guys and these fun guys, Drew Sanders is another one from Arkansas, the linebacker. Kind of can play a lot of different places. And then I have a feeling what's going to happen is they don't. the people they want to take aren't going to be there. We end up with like a guard, Avila from TCU, somebody like that. Maybe even Anton Harrison could be a possibility. And now you see this morning Cam Robinson faced in a huge suspension at Jacksonville for performance-enhancing drugs, and now Anton Harrison has crept into that spot. Uh-oh. Uh, there at Jacksonville. So I think it's going to be interesting what the Cowboys, what's available to them, and then how they want to – which which way they want to go. But I think they would love for it I, – I, This has, Mel has Dalton Kincaid. I mean, I think they would sprint. Yeah. To make that pick. Mayer as well. Then after that, I don't know. Jared. Yo. Sad news in the world of entertainment. Yeah. We're never going to hear this again. Jerry. 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 Jerry Springer has passed on at the age of 79. TMZ has confirmed. Darn. Darn. It was a cultural phenomenon when we were in like junior high. Yes, he was. That was like a guilty pleasure show. You just love to watch that train wreck each and every day. Knew it was coming. Yeah. So Jerry has passed on to speak through the microphone in the sky. Actually, for him, he may not go that. He may go down because of the show he performed out there. Wasn't he a mayor mayor of Cincinnati or Cleveland or something at one point? I think that's a possibility. Yeah. He had, I think, a show like Judge Jerry, but I never saw it. Well... Rest in peace, Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer has moved on at the age of 79 years old. All right, we got a couple of takers asking for the top five mocks. Dakota goes Bryce Young, Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, C.J. Stroud at four, Devin Witherspoon at five, corner uh, Illinois. Drew has Bryce Young, Will Anderson, Atlanta, trading up with Arizona to take C.J. Stroud. Will Levis at four. Georgia's Jalen Carter at five. What say you, Jared Atha? Um, I'll go Bryce Young, Will Anderson Jr., C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and Jalen Carter. So you've got a trade at three. Who's coming with Arizona? What do you mean? Who's coming? Somebody Arizona's not taking C.J. Stroud at three, right. so who's trading with I, Arizona? I think um, I like what I think it's um, 
Was it McShay? Whose mock was it? I like Tennessee. I think Tennessee. They both had it. Did they both have they it? They both had okay. Tennessee trading up yeah. to get C.J. Stroud. I think he's too good of a player just to not not take a chance to get him. And Arizona clearly doesn't need him. So that's what I got. How about you? That all makes a lot of sense. It all does. I tell you what, I have just changed it right here on the fly. I am going to say Bryce Young goes one. I've got Tyree Wilson, too, with Houston. That third pick, for multiple reasons. One, need a quarterback. Two, we just saw that they're not going to pick up the fifth-year option on Bryce Young. And new ownership, wanting to make a splash. I think the commanders may come up. Interesting. To that third pick. Maybe they give... Is is Chase Young and the 16 enough to get to number three to Arizona? Is that enough? Maybe. I'm going to go with that. And then they'll take C.J. Stroud at three. Will Levis to Indy at four. Jalen Carter to Seattle at five. At the end of the night, who do the Dallas Cowboys – have who is who is their newest player at the end of the night oh boy there's so many possibilities and based on who's available oh lord um it's not going to be robinson and and i'll openly admit i i was kind of hoping that that would be a possibility Never thought I would want a Longhorn. Um, I'm going to go with the tight end areas. Uh, you know what? Okay, no. Ah. Let's say Addison. I think that's a need we're failing to realize is that somebody opposite of C.D. Lamb and I don't think there's going to be enough, or uh, uh, Robinson won't be there. I don't. I'm not convinced any tight ends will be available. The ones that they want, like you said, go running up the card for. So uh, let's say Addison, maybe maybe Jordan Addison from Pitt. <laughs> I'm going to say nobody. You think they trade out? I think nobody. I think they trade down. Trade out of the first round. Because I don't think they're going to have what they want. Trade back, get some extra draft capital, and maybe trade back to a to a place where you can still grab Darnell Washington. One of you know what's uh the, the Iowa tight end. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. It just completely went blank. Or somebody else that makes more sense a little bit lower. You know, maybe you can trade back and still get Drew Sanders. Dakota wants Zay Flowers for his Kansas City Chiefs. I'd seen Marvin Mims in the last pick of the second round being a spot that, for Kansas City. I've seen that too. You know, when you see those two or three round mock drafts. Will there be a sooner taken tonight? No. I'm going to say yes. 
I think Anton Harrison slips in there. Do you? I do. That'd be good. And if but- he doesn't, and if he doesn't, he will not have to sit long tomorrow. No, because he will be the first pick of the of the second round. I think the Steelers will gobble him right up. Yeah, and they might do it tonight at the first round, depending on how the board falls. If teams have discipline and don't necessarily jump up to take quarterbacks, maybe the Steelers have to pull that trigger. Maybe they can trade down. You know, yeah, Jones family and common sense don't go together. That's exactly right. Well, they've had a lot of common sense in this offseason. They they the stuff honestly that they've done. You you know when everything changed for Dallas Cowboys and drafting. It changed in two thousand. What is it? The twenty thirteen draft, twenty fourteen draft. I'm trying to think, the season was thirteen. So the fourteen draft, when they took Zach Martin instead of Johnny Manziel. Yeah, that's when everything changed. Well, they've drafted well. They have drafted they, very they, very well, they just, and they just. You know they drafted well at the top. They're starting to hit on more of the the lower type guys too. But I get they really it. Really have it, that's that's also an easy thing to say. I mean, well, they're easy targets. Yeah, it's not necessarily the drafting that's gone bad. It's the re-signing that's that hasn't worked. That's what I was about worked. to say. The re-signing <laughs> and the overpaying that's been the problem. And feeling having too much pride in your drafting and too much yeah value. Keep trying to tell yourself guys. I was right when I drafted. Him. This is why exactly I'm paying him. Right. I was right. I'm right. That is that has been more of a problem, yeah, for sure, with the uh, Jerry Jones regime lately, especially. But I have found myself after the last two or three drafts of whoever Dallas takes, I go, okay, we'll see. They've been right; they've hit more than missed lately. So I'm going to trust Jerry and, and family here. So we'll see what happens tonight. See if I get that same reaction. All right, you can hear it right here. Also, don't forget one o'clock Big Elk TV. Big Oak Baseball tries to, uh, well, they will begin what they hope is a run to the first state title in program history. It all starts today, 1 o'clock, Dixon in town, the Comets and the Elks. 1 o'clock, BigOakTV.com. Everybody have a wonderful Thursday. We'll be back to discuss it all tomorrow. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way.